Hi, I'm Sierra, Alex, Day, and Mika. We're your sassy, goofy, honest, and real girlfriends. Welcome to the Party of Four podcast. Hi, guys, and thanks for tuning in to the Party of Four. Tonight, we're talking about attraction to money. I want to give a big shout out to Day and Mika for graduating with their masters. Um, we wish you guys luck in your future endeavors. So, hey, Day, what are you drinking tonight? So, I've been getting really sleepy lately, like around five. So, right now, I have a little cafe con leche. I'm very happy. I don't think it's going to keep me up at all. So, I'm pretty, you know, I'm ready. What about you, Alex? I am drinking some pink Moscato tonight. What about you, Mika? Well, I'm drinking nothing. Actually, I was gonna <laughs> lie, but I couldn't think of anything. So yeah, I'll probably have some water. Oh my gosh, Mika! Well, I was drinking some sweet tea from Chick Fil A. So tonight's episode is on the attraction to money. Whether that be in your career, relationships, or overall way of life, we'll be diving in to see how attracted we are to money. And we're going to start it off with our first question. How attracted are you to money? Mika, how attracted are you to money on a scale one to 10? So I would rate myself at a nine, I would say, only because for me, my relationship with money is a very spiritual one, I like to think. Um, And so... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. And so, yeah, no, we have a relationship, a very good relationship. And so I would rate myself at a nine. Okay. Alex, what would you rate yourself on a scale one to 10? How attracted are you to money? I'm going to say a seven because I feel like I can find a lot of things to do that doesn't cost a lot of money. But then again, like I need to get my nails done and my hair done, so I do need money. So I'm going to say a seven because those are essential for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And day? I'm between an eight and a nine. Um, I mean, you just need money, man. Like, (laughs) what are you going to do without it? So. That is very true. That is true. I put myself at an 8.5 because I, I'm very attracted to money. I love money. I love spending it. But, you know, in the Bible, they say that greed is really bad. So I'm like, I, I, I would be a 10, but I just feel like if I'm too attracted to money, then that's just doing too much. So I'm at a solid like 8.5. Yeah, it's true. It's like I'm there, but I'm not there. Yeah, like I'm there, but I'm going to hold myself back because, you know, God is, yeah, because I should, because I should hold myself back. But that leads us into our next topic. We're going to be talking about um, how attracted you are to money with your career or your job. So would you guys say um, money is the most important or one of the most important factors that you consider when job searching? I would say yes, because you have to know your worth. Now, because I'm about to have a master's in a year, I would not take a job that's like $20,000. No. Um, But you have to be very well aware of the kind of job you're applying for and the value it has to it. So if I'm going to apply for a job at McDonald's, that job has no value in the sense that you're going to get paid at the bare minimum because anybody could do that job. But because I know that I'm Sierra Claire and not everybody can be me or do what I do, point blank, period, then you have to know your worth. So, yes, 100%. 100%. 
Okay, so I, like Sierra, I agree with everything she said. And my response is yes, but I have an evolving ideology because I think I was, uh, going into this prior to graduation, I was very much confident in, you know, myself as a person and my worth, but then I didn't take into consideration, like, the things that's happening like nationally and how that affects, you know, how we are seen, we're not seen as essential workers right now. So as great as I think I am, (laughs) um, I don't necessarily, uh, money is no longer like the driving factor for a position. Um, Before I used to set my, I mean, I still have very high standards on like the kind of money I would like to make coming out of grad school. But I think now it's changing because I'm like, okay, I need money, so I can't. I have to be a bit realistic with what's happening, like presently. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with everything too. I think for me, it also is just keeping in mind like what field I'm getting into. Uh, higher education, you know, starting off, you're not going to make the most money. You don't tend to make more money until you're higher up in the administration level. But I'm also just kind of like I chose this field because I'm passionate about it, not necessarily for the money of it too. So. I would have to say it's definitely up there for me, but money won't keep me anywhere for long. So I like that. So I guess that would segue us into our next question. Do you agree with trading time for money? And I guess it's a two-part question. So the first part is, do you agree with trading time for money? And then second part, do you believe that passive income is a necessity? I do agree with trading time for money because my time is very valuable and I have so many other things going on. So like the time that I do have, that's like extra time. I do think that's worth an amount depending on what I'm trading the time for. And I also agree with the passive income, especially for times like this, when you lose your job unexpectedly, if you have that passive income, um, then that can kind of offset the losses from losing your job or any other accidents or unexpected things that might happen. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I agree with trading time for money to an extent. Like, I think there's some moments that you just can't pay for. So I'm kind of like hesitant to say fully 100% yes, that you could trade it for passive income. I don't know if it's a necessity for me in the sense that like I think of a necessity I think that I can't be without this like this is essential to an extent but I definitely do think it's something great to have and that you should have like I think I read somewhere that most Americans can't afford to pay a $400 like emergency fund or something like that like if something were to happen so I definitely think that's something useful to have. I definitely agree especially like thinking like we're in quarantine hopefully we'll be like what when you know our, our state is transitioning out of quarantine but who would actually think that you would see in our time in 2020 a pandemic happen like we're in a, like we're in a history book right now so it, i think it's extremely important to have passive income and just several streams of income just in general but especially passive income where you don't have to do much to still have money in your pocket and i was talking to a family friend about that and they're like well sarah you know you just, you know, you, like you should just always do something stable. Like the nine to five will always keep you safe. And I'm like, I wanted to, you know, really say, like, are you crazy? Like, how is the nine to five going to keep me safe? But if I'm a non-essential worker, I, I, I can lose my job. Like those benefits can go away. So then I'm not really safe. Then like, you know, I, I do think you need passive income. For me, it is definitely going to start becoming a necessity in my life after experiencing this, because I just think like, this is crazy. 
just the fact that I thought, you know, just being in the pandemic and, you know, seeing, you know, 22 million people lose their job and have no other source of money. So, yeah. I, I yeah, that's a very good point. I think I tend to agree with uh, Sierra. I know um, for me, my answer to the first one was uh, depending on the price, I would trade time for money. And I think it goes back to that nine to five point. Like we tend to take for granted, like, how valuable that nine to five time can really be um, as far as doing uh, what is comes to like projects for ourselves or uh, starting a business, like really taking care of ourselves, spending time with family. Like that nine to five period is like an ideal time that families actually need. And I think being in this pandemic, actually, I've seen that a lot more because we're not able to go anywhere. So I'm spending a lot more time with my family members. I'm, you know, cooking more often, taking care of myself. And that's like prime time, like that nine to five. And so I don't think I'll be doing nine to fives for a very long time. Um, <laughs> as far as like my career is concerned, because I believe in the necessity of passive income. And my goal is to have that my passive income, like surpass my stable income, if you will, like for lack of a better term. And talking about income, how much money do you think you need to make in order to live comfortably? I just know that my income has to exceed my expenses. And when I say expenses, I'm talking about my nails, my hair, my eyebrows, birthday gifts, eating out, mimosas at brunch. If my income exceeds everything that I have budgeted in for the month, then that's comfortable for me. And having um, money set aside for when those unexpected things happen or these accidents happen. Um, that's comfortable for me. I would say in Florida, to live comfortably, like depending where I live, it would be 60000 to be like the bare minimum, okay? But if I'm living like, let's say New York, I have to make it like over a hundred k, Just because again, like New York is so like, it's just expensive to do anything and I want to do it all. But honestly, 60000 would just be good. Like just for me, get a little apartment, but comfy, comfy, like 70000 because- I, I know it sounds like a lot just for one person, but I just like, I just like everything. I want to drive a better car. I want to live better than I do now. Like, that's saying that I live bad now. I wanted to have like my wants and needs. Like, I don't want to ever have to look at my bank account and be like, oh, I can't go to brunch with you. Or like, oh, look at my bank account and go to Walmart. And I'm like, oh, I can't get that. Like, I just always want to have money in my account. So between 70 and 100K at this state in my life is comfy and I'm not making that right now. So I'm not, very, I'm not like comfy. <laughs> not very comfortable. <laughs> no, I'm not very comfortable. So I'm not comfy, but I'm like working. It's pushing me to work harder to get to where I want to be. So, yeah. Right. I like that. Um, so what I've already started doing was, um, uh, looking at how much I spend daily as far as like my expenses. Like right now, as a fresh out of grad, stu- um, grad school student, like my monthly expenses run me like almost like a $3,000 a month, which is kind of crazy. Like once I added everything up, I'm like, this is a lot of money. And, um, and so right now, I would say I, I'd need a at least forty-five to fifty thousand to be comfortable um, with my expenses now. But this is again me fresh out of grad school with the loans not hitting yet. So once those hit, um, I'm pretty sure it would go up over time. Yeah, I got a letter in the mail about my loans, and they were like, "Oh, like 
we know you don't whack, you don't owe it yet, but this is just a checkup so you know where you're at. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need the stress or negativity in my life. I know. I like I still even have to call like uh what is it? My servicer is like Fed Loan Services. I have to call them because I'm pretty sure they're gonna want their check this month and I don't know if it's in deferment or not. So Yeah, the struggles of going to school. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> just like the struggle of just a struggle of it. But moving on to our next topic, relationships. Attraction of money in your relationship. So I saw this on Instagram and I really wanted to share it with you guys because I just thought it was interesting because I think now we're seeing it more, especially with social media. So I was on Instagram one day and I was on the shade room. And for all of you who don't know what the shade room is, it's like a celebrity news gossip page. And uh, there was a post about a D-list celebrity couple. And the woman had said she only got with him for his money, not for his look. She wasn't attracted to him. Um, but the more time they spent together, she fell in love with him. And in the comments, this is what somebody asked. If someone got with you for your money, but eventually developed genuine feelings for you after spending time with you, but you found out it wasn't real in the beginning, do you leave or it doesn't matter? Who wants to answer? I can. I have some opinions. I, <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, like a couple of questions come up to me. It's like, was there nothing about me except my money that you liked? Like, not even the sound of my laugh. I'm not funny. <laughs> what do you mean? I think about how long were you feeling this way? Was this like the first two dates? Fine, whatever. I was taking you out anyways. But like, have you been feeling this way for a long time? And then <laughs> I also think about, okay, like, do we as a society normalize attraction to money in relationships, right? Like, I think about heterosexual stereotypical relationships where you're kind of like the man is a provider I want you to have that money like you're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to treat me and mm-hmm. so long story short I have no real answer for this <laughs> and that's all I gotta say <laughs> no I definitely agree with you as in like the traditional relationships like the man should make more money you know and like he should be providing so but then I think now sometimes women make more than men and, you know, are men attracted to women for their money? So it's kind of like, I don't know. Like you said, there is no good answer for this. But me personally, hell no. If you told me like, oh, Sierra, I never liked you in the beginning. I'll switch you for a check. Now I'm in love with you. Uh, that's dead. Like divorce, breakup, whatever, immediately. <laughs> like, to me, it just feels like it was just never real. And I just can't be with somebody I don't trust. I just feel like it's hard to say what you would do if you're not in a situation because if it's not love at first sight, it may take somebody, any relationship, take somebody a minute to actually fall in love with you because they could still say, I was with you for the money and I'm still not in love with you, but there's something there. So like I said, I think it's hard to say unless you're actually in it. It would definitely hurt and it would take some time to repair, but I think there's a possibility Um, that it could still work out if there is a true connection. Right. I think my answer was going kind of off of what Alex was saying, just because um, I, like, initially, when we decide that we want to pursue someone or be in a relationship with someone, there's always a defining factor, whether it is money. um, For most, it would be, like, education. I know some people, like, they would only look at others that's on the same, like, educational level as them. Or, like... Yeah, we mentioned money, but then there's like status or popularity. And so people have their own driving factors. So if 
I were in this situation, I feel like I would be a little hurt just because I'm a person. I like to make a connection first before figuring out like what I like about the person, which is kind of opposite. But still, like if that's their, that's the reason why they were attracting to me in the first place. Like, I guess I can't, you can't hate me for having money, you know? (laughs) Now I get what you're saying. Alex and Mika, I, I, I really do. Because I think in any relationship, it just takes time to actually, like, love the person and all their flaws and whatnot. But I think, for me personally, like, I take things very personal. I shouldn't, but I do. That's just who I am. Especially in a relationship, I would just feel like if what attracted you to me was, like, money and you only got with me for money... And like nothing else, um, like really mattered. It would really hurt me. It would really, really okay. hurt me. What if it was like an athlete and you only got with them because they were an athlete? You know what I'm saying? Would you that's a good question. This is, that's a good term. I wouldn't do that because I, Alex, you know, you guys all know me. I cannot <laughs> stay anywhere where I feel like it's just not conducive to my life. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are all doing that look. No, okay, I like money. I do. But I would not, I, I can't stay anywhere or be with somebody that is just not conducive to my environment. Like, if I think, like, you make no sense and you're bullshit and you lie and you cheat, I can't stay with you just because you have money. I'm sorry. I'm bigger and better than that. I just can't. Inside my heart, I can't. Like, I can't set a job that is, like, nobody makes sense. Like, I, I don't know. So I would never go after somebody for their money because you can't. I, I don't think you can stay with somebody just off of that because they're going to, like, if you don't like them, they're going to annoy you. Imagine being with somebody that you don't like all day, every day, but they just put you on a jet every now and then. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but girls do that. Girls give guys because they have money. I don't blame you. But if I don't like you, like, it would just not work because, like, you know when I don't like you. I can even <laughs> it for like a little bit. I have a rebuttal to that, but I noticed. I think Date, you you had something. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, Sierra, I'm very proud of you being self aware. But <laughs> 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 I, I was also gonna say, you know, I just think thinking about this question, I'm just very fortunate slash unfortunate, I guess, that I'm broke, and so I don't have to really think too hard about this. Like, this is not my reality. So. <laughs> no, it's very true. It's very true. Yeah, no, my thought was, um, I don't think like the person, based on what I'm reading, let me go back to the question or the scenario. I don't think like they did not like not like them. It's not to say that they felt like they were the most horrible person. It's just they were more attracted to the fact that they were making a certain amount. And in that attraction, they found other things that they liked about the person. So I don't, that's why I don't see it as much of an issue because we all have something that we're attracted to someone like something that gets us but if you're attracted to my money before my looks or playing as a person not everybody's pretty (laughs) 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 i get more offended if you're attracted to me for my looks than like my personality or like if that was the first thing that brought you in okay that came out wrong okay i'm just saying like (laughs) The looks and like the person. Okay, let's be real. Let's be real. When you look at somebody, you like you base like their looks. It's kind of kind of you know like oh I like you or I don't in that like romanticy feeling. Honestly, day if you and your boyfriend, I'm not, I'm not I'm not gonna say his name, but if you and your boyfriend like y'all just met five years ago back at FIU, you looked at him and you're like oh 
okay. And you kept walking. You're not attracted to him. But if you saw him and you're like, oh, he's kind of cute. Then he talks to you. Oh, I like his personality. Okay, then we start dating. But you can't, like, if you're not attracted to the person, it's going to be so hard. I'm just very glad that you're self-aware. And I not agree. And the looks, like, but my your looks what people see first. You have to kind of say, okay, oh, I think that person is so cute or something. My thing is, though, I'm a, and I'm going to finish this thought and we can move on to the next one. Not everybody's, like, the best looking thing on earth. And there are people that are, like, very, very attractive. But it's not to say that's, like, the driving factor of what pulls me to them. Like, I'm a person, I like to get to know someone first. Absolutely. So even if I don't see you as the hottest thing in the book, if you're not ugly, that's not... Exactly. A little something so you can get to know the person. Right. So maybe this, but this if you don't find them attractive, it's very hard. Yeah, a, a little bit. You don't have to be, you know, Zac Efron. But you just have to, you know, or Idris Elba. Zac Efron's hot. I don't know why I get those faces. Zac Efron is so good. Go on his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Question. When you become rich, do you think your friend circle will remain the same? Who wants to start? I can start. I feel like if it doesn't remain the same, it's more about how they feel than about me and making it smaller. Because, you know, like when you're succeeding, sometimes people get intimidated or envious or competitive. So if I or when I become rich, my goal would be to see all of us succeed and have all of us to win, not to compete against each other. So I feel like it would be more so because of them and not me. Also, the fact that in life period, your friend group changes through different things you go through and their reason and their season may be over. So it could be a natural thing or it could be because of the successes. Not the reason and the season. (laughs) My thought process was that I think it all depends on, again, like the type of circle that you, and I think Alex mentioned something about that. Like people, it's more on the people around you versus like you yourself. But um, just to go a little further with that, I think also... It has to do a lot with like mindset. So like the friends that I'm around like right now, we tend to have like most of us at least um, tend to have the same trajectory. And those friends that I've had like that have kept in undergrad, we tend to have the same mindset as far as like where we want to go. And so when I do become rich, um, I think that circle will remain with like those friends that kept the same mindset. Like they're driven in their own way. They want to start their own businesses. They want to... um, have their careers um, or go far, further in their careers. So I think it all, it all depends on mindset. Mm-hmm. And like to both of your point, and that makes me think of LeBron James and his childhood friend group and how they all became kind of successful together, or at least LeBron James, I believe was first. And then afterwards, you know, he put his friends on to these different opportunities. Like he has Rich Paul, one of his childhood friends who's currently his agent right now. And I just think like, they share opportunities with each other, they trust each other, and they succeed together. I agree with Day, absolutely. Like, you know, like, your friends that you trust, you should bring them along the ride with you as long as they're as motivated and they want to get money with you. But I, personally, I do think when I do become rich, my friend circle will change 
Only be, and that's like to what Alex said. Like everybody has a season and a reason, kind of whatever you said, Alex. I like that little thing you said, but I don't remember what you said. But I, the reason why I think it will change is because the way I think now, my friends in undergrad, like from undergrad, aren't thinking the same way as me, and it's like little by little, like we like we talk less, and not because like I wanted to talk less, but just like it's life. You graduate, people do different things. And like I said, I, they don't, they're not really thinking the way I'm thinking on how to become rich. So I think it will change. And I want to be around like-minded people. I want to be around people who have more than me, that have accomplished more than me, that can motivate me, not around the same people doing the same thing and complaining about their life when they can change it. That's one thing I don't like. So uh, I think it will change. Okay, jumping into our next topic, manifestation and law of attraction. Uh, the first question we have on the docket is, do you believe in manifestation? I personally believe in like putting in the work and the effort more, but manifesting increases your odds, so it can't hurt to do it. So yes, I do it sometimes or I have tried it, but I don't know if I can give credit to manifesting or give credit to the work that I put in. I definitely have to agree with Alex. I think you know, I always believe in that saying that it's like opportunity meets preparation. And so, yeah. Well, I personally, like, I definitely believe in manifestation. And I really want to read you guys this poem, which may sound a little silly, but <clears throat> I found this poem on Instagram when I was going through like the weirdest time in my life. And I'm just going to read it to you guys. So it's called My Wage by Jesse Bell Rittenhouse. Um, and then like after I get done reading it, I'll just kind of tell you like what I took from it. It's a short poem. So it's called My Wage. And she says, I bargained with life for a penny and life would pay no more. However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is just an employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, you must bear the task. I worked for a menial's hire only to learn dismay that any wage I asked of life, life would have willingly paid. And I really love this poem because I feel like this goes with manifestation because she's basically saying that like she only acts the bare minimum from life. Like, Oh, like, I just need this to get by. And then like what we see today in, and this was written in like the 1800s. So in like what we see today, especially like with millennials, like we're, or Gen Zers, we're like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't get paid enough. I'm exhausting all my options. But if we look back at what we said, we're like, oh, well, I just want a job that can just pay for like my rent or like my utilities, not thinking I want to do more things in life. And then at the end of the day, we're upset. We feel like we're not getting paid enough. We're overworked and we complain. But honestly, like whatever you act of life, like life is going to give it to you as long as you like manifest it. Yes, you have to work for like hard for it. Um, but this whole poem, which I just think it just, I don't know, I, I, I just like it a lot that like anything you ask of life, it will give it to you. But when you give it the bare minimum and you complain, it's just like, it's just your, it's like a reflection of what you're doing. So I do believe a short, so long answer to <laughs> like shortly. Yes, I believe in it. That's my opinion on it. Oh my gosh. You just brought me, like, gave me a big flashback to undergrad on how we, as English majors, used to, like, dissect the text. So that was, like, a very good love dissection it. of the text. Let me just, you unpacked it very well. I, love, um, I, love, I do. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I 
really love that poem. Like I didn't even, when you had like insert poem, I was like, okay, excitement, love poems. Um, but I definitely think manifestation is real. I think um, as you were saying with the poem, it all begins with mindset and like you, the bar that you set or the bar that you work towards is the bar that you'll meet. And so definitely like a compilation of all those things. But moving into the next question, have you ever manifested money and how? Can manifestation be the same as prayer? Because I feel like I've prayed for money, like I prayed for money and I got it. But I don't know, like, to me, like, like manifestation is, like, working towards it, wishing for it. Like, I honestly, I just, like, if I'm really, really broke, I just pray. And then God always finds a way. I'm not sure if that's the same. If that will, like, I feel like that's a form it. of manifestation. Yeah, I think it's, like, I think yeah, it's like like my first it. point. Like, you, if you have, like, because to me, the relationships that you have with things, whether it's, like, um, living or not living, money, monetarily or other, or God or whatever the case would be, is all spiritual. So if you are praying towards, you know, towards a thing, that's you manifesting it, I feel. I don't know. But that's just my thought. Yeah. I think for me, um, whenever I find myself in any small or large financial burdens, something... Like I always, either I always make a way or something always comes to me. And I don't know if that's due to, like I said, the work that I put in or the work that I put into others around me, but it always seems to work out. So I would say that I pray or I just um, believe or have faith that it will work out in my favor because I know that I put in the work or that I um, carry myself in a way that good things will come reattracted to me. That's true. Well, I would say I definitely manifest money and um and then just adding to that of like things of like high monetary value. And I think it goes along with like yes, praying and all that stuff. But and in addition to that, I know um while I was on the path to homeownership, um one of the things that I felt like was really beneficial towards like me obtaining my goal was uh, beginning my morning with affirmations. And that's just just, like affirmations with, as far as money, it's just like having a positive mindset. A lot of the things that, you know, I felt didn't have anything to do with like manifesting money as far as like me having a good day, me making good decisions, a whole bunch of other things. But yeah, so affirmations was like one of the biggest things. And then the other was, um, I would say second was like prayer, like praying towards it. Okay, well, moving right along to our uh, random question for our audience. What would you do for $10,000? Or what would you do with $10,000? And you can only answer one of the two questions. Who wants to tackle this one? So I'm going to answer the question of what would I do with $10,000 and I would easily just um, save that money or go ahead and put that money towards putting a down payment on a house because that is a goal for me once I graduate. I have to say for myself, I have to think, I it depends heavily on where I'm at in my life. Like would I want to save most of it for myself? Would I want to invest it in something? I'm hoping, I think regardless of where I'm at, I would want to give some of it away to like the community and to creating something sustainable for others and so that's definitely for sure i know like a portion of that is going to go to something else 
for me at least. They just made me feel like such a selfish asshole. Just <laughs> maybe you are. <laughs> no, for real. There's was not anything else. Oh, the ecosystem. I just want to clarify when I say something sustainable, I meant like something self sustaining. Like it started <laughs> off and I don't have to continue funding it. I just oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was say, wow, Day is so eco friendly. She's trying to save the earth, climate change. I'll be real with y'all. I don't know what I would do because if you gave me $10,000 right now, no. Like, I wouldn't even trust myself with a 10000 because I would just, like, I would have a field day. Really, like, no. I, I, I don't know. So I'm going to be answering the question what I would do for $10,000. And I would say I would definitely quit my career. I would, like, everything, grad school, everything would be out the window. And I would, you know, quit my career for $10,000 and just go and start my own business. What kind of business? Mm-hmm. Give me the money. Huh? But what kind of business to give you the money? <laughs> Makeup. Um I mean I have a lot of different business ideas, so um okay. I don't want to give any of them away. But yeah. Okay. Just give me ten thousand dollars. Very ten thousand dollars and you'll see. Bet. Very good. <laughs> My closing remarks is it's okay to be attracted to money in your career, relationships, and aspect of life. However, you can't take everybody to the top with you. And remember, like, whatever you ask of life is what's going to happen. So you manifest that shit, period. Okay, so thank you all for listening. Be sure to tune in the Wednesday after next as we will be discussing investing in yourself and others. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Party of Four Podcast and subscribe. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.